to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're your host, Tim and Julie Harris, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas, as always. We're going to be picking up where we left off yesterday. This is a great topic. We're getting really wonderful feedback from all of you. You guys are sort of, uh, I think, demystifying the whole motivation process and realizing that really motivation comes down to the actions you take, not necessarily the thoughts you have. I think for a lot of you guys are feeling a big weight of relief because you no longer have to second-guess your actual thinking. You're realizing that the motivation will follow the actions that you take, which is the truth about getting things done. So, Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Yes, thank you. I am uh, anxious to get jumping back into this. I think part of the motivation issue is really understanding what makes you tick. What are you avoiding the most? What are you embracing the most? And really, how are you thinking? And how do you possibly need to upgrade or change your thinking in order to get the success that you desire? So I'm looking forward to jumping back into that. And then I have just a little mini shout out from the Facebook page when you're ready. So the thing to remember with motivation, guys, is that, and this is a real interesting paradigm shift for a lot of you. It was certainly for us when we kind of put it, started putting it together. And I have to say, just from, you know, Julie and I had so many coaching calls, literally hundreds of thousands of coaching calls, and we've been doing this for so long. It's a cathartic, and a cathartic is basically, basically by helping other people solve their problems and work through their own issues, you sort of indirectly work through your own. And I'll tell you, the, for the longest time, the motivation thing for us was an ebbs and flows type thing. Like when we sold real estate, you know, be real fired up one day, not fired up the other. And we were listening and reading and paying attention to all the sort of self-help crap that you'd come across, and it's even gotten worse now, that are telling you you have to discover your big why and telling you to make your dream boards and telling you you have to make all your other things. And, like, we just did all that stuff blindly. And all that stuff has a place, but to think that that somehow is going to cause you to be motivated is just a lie. It just is. It's never proven to work. It's all a bunch of stuff that's based out of some sort of, you know, pseudoscience stuff from the 60s and 70s. I mean, we've researched all this in the past. You know, when Julie and I were working on this book, we researched all this, and we kind of found that genesis of this wasn't in science. The whole modern self-help movement really it wasn't even in it wasn't even barely in pseudoscience, which is a polite way of saying fake science. It was just complete, total, made-up stuff. And I think that was a relief for us because then we realized, well, guess what? What we've been saying all the way along and what we've been practicing in our own life is validated because now I understand why a dream board doesn't actually get you motivated, you know, because it never really did. It was just something that people thought would work um, and was sold to people that would work. But here's really ultimately what motivates you guys. And this is an interesting thing. Some of you aren't going to like this because you want it to be more complicated. What motivates you is action. I cannot tell you how often I get up uh, in the morning and do not feel like exercising. It's 100% of the time. I never feel like exercising in the morning. But after, and you guys are like this too, after I start exercising, it takes me, you know, longer than it probably should. But then all of a sudden I feel like exercising and I start my body and my mind, then my emotions follow my actions, you see. I don't wait for my emotions and I don't wait for my mindset to say, okay, you're really motivated to go exercise because that would literally mean I would never exercise. I have to start doing it and then all of a sudden my emotional state changes. Now, I want you guys to hover there and think about that for a second. 
It, you will never feel like doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, ever. And you're never going to be able to game yourself. You're never going to be able to psych yourself into doing it. You're never going to be able to watch enough YouTube motivational videos. You're never going to read enough Anthony Robbins books. All that stuff is just temporary. It's like a hit of caffeine. Are you listening to me? What really works are the actions. So when you start doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, then all of a sudden your emotional state changes. And that's true with everything in life. So the thinking about it, getting ready to get started, the working on your mindset, the finding your big why, all that stuff, I'm telling you, is an enormous waste of time. Discover, look, in real estate, it's real simple. Do the things that, the, there's only five or six things that are going to get you paid in real estate. Do those things, even when you don't feel like doing them, and then your emotions will follow. You're in, the hard part of this is the, the, that we've all been brainwashed into believing that success is all about mindset. It's all about your actions and your mindset will follow. We're the only ones, as far as I know, that, out there that are saying that. But it is the truth. And by the way, what we're telling you is backed by science, isn't pseudoscience. It's real. This is what any sort of real medical person who studied this, not just psychology, but real, you know, normal doctors, they'll tell you the same thing. Your emotional state will all – isn't this common sense what I'm telling folks, guys? Isn't it – Julie, when, I mean, isn't, doesn't everyone know when they exercise they feel better? Doesn't everyone know when they have – when they actually do something they didn't want to do, they feel better about themselves and they want to do more of it? Doesn't everyone sort of intuitively know that? The conflict is is that you guys are tuning into people that are telling you that it's a mindset game, and it really isn't. It's an actions game, and your mindset will follow. So if there's one thing I, I hope you guys take from these, this four-part uh, – podcast on mindset and the math and motivation, the one thing I really hope you take away is that you have to get into action. And when you get into action, the emotions will follow. Julie, I know you, are, I, you and I have talked about this endlessly because it's the, one of the mm -hmm. things we really try to you know, grind on these uh, podcast listeners to internalize. Any thoughts come to mind as I was on my well, little yeah. soapbox there? It's, it's the action, but also other interesting things happen when you focus on the action versus on the avoidance of the action. If you are stuck mm. with the same thought over and over, oh, God, I hate prospecting, or I can't believe I have to call my past clients back, or I don't even know how to do a price reduction, so you end up not doing it. You know you've got to do it, but you keep on procrastinating it. That is the same thought over and over and over, day in and day out. I'm exhausted just talking about it. I'm not even on a coaching call, right? Okay, but that's the same repetitive, stuck thinking. When you take action, everything else changes and you actually have new thoughts, you develop new skills, you have new questions. I can tell on my premier coaching call which agents are stuck in the still thinking about getting ready to get started, and I can tell when they cross this bridge to understanding that it's all about action because the nature of their questions change. The ones that take action Angelate. have questions about objection handling and closing. Right. The ones who are stuck have questions about that it's always about the do not call list or what, what's wrong that's keeping them back. It's like an excuse roulette wheel. <laughs> so I don't let them get away with that. But the, my point is that your thoughts change when your actions change, and that's a lot more exciting. But it's hard because these guys have to be – like you guys are going to be – you already are – 
you go to the you know some of you go to bookstores you know you go to Barnes and Noble if those are still open in your you know your marketplace but you go to any sort of real estate training event and I know they're all over the place this time of year and what what's one of their main topics they all like to talk about your mindset and they want to give you all these sort of hypnotic sort of pseudoscience sort of systems and tricks and all this other stuff and you know intuitively it just doesn't feel right intuitively you're thinking that you're kind of you know this is kind of some BS well guess what trust your intuition because you know at the end of the day guys what we're saying about the actions that you take and the emotions will follow you know it's true it's true in every aspect of your life by the way not just work not just physical everything you know you might not feel like going to church you go to church synagogue mosque or whatever and all of a sudden you feel like being there you don't feel like reading a book and all of a sudden you start reading it the book you've been procrastinating and all of a sudden you feel like reading the book Guys, your emotions will betray you every single time. That's the reason Julie and I really, really dislike the people that say follow your passion because it's such a lie, and it screwed up so many people's lives because all they do is go from I wasn't passionate about that's the reason I failed. When you guys hear yourself saying that or you hear somebody saying that to you, that's just a bunch of horse shit because truly – your passions change. Your emotions change constantly. How many times in the last nine minutes of listening to us today, and there's thousands and thousands of you guys that listen between live and replay, how many times have your emotions followed or changed during just this last nine minutes? <laughs> you know, it's hilarious, isn't it? And so to believe that somehow some overriding passion is going to get you into the end zone, just a bunch of crap. The thing that's going to get you there, guys, is having a mindset of service, knowing that your highest and truest purpose on this planet is to be of service to other people. And when you back that up, with doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level, you'll win every single time. It's those two disciplines. It's that mindset, knowing that your passion, whatever it is, it has nothing to do with your ability to help other people. Passions change. You know, your big why. Please do not talk to me about your big why because your big why changes constantly too. There is no big why. The big why is just a big lie. It's about being of service to other people and doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Guys, it's not some big mystical thing. You don't have to believe you can be some have to be some guru or some sort of like, you know, all-knowing whatever. It's not difficult. It's it's are it's the elements of what we teach you as far as premier coaching. Which by the way, if you guys haven't grabbed your free coaching call yet, what the heck are you waiting for? Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and you'll be entitled to schedule a call with one of our new member coaches. And while you're on the call, they're going to help you get started on your lead generation wheel. That's going to be something that will definitely get you going in the right direction as far as your focus of what you need to be doing the first and the most every single day. So just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So, Julie, where did we leave off yesterday? Yes, well, we had been talking about a lot about numbers. So now we're going to make the shift to rule number three, known as there's enough pie for everyone. Well, what are we really talking about here? We're going to have a little discussion about scarcity versus abundance. And I started out, this is a little excerpt from the book. We're just touching on some things so that when the book comes out, you guys know what you're signing up for. But uh, rule number three, and you can check out all of the rules at the T-shirt shop, Tim. And what is the address for that if they want to check out all of the rules? HarrisRulesStore.com. HarrisRulesStore.com. And use the... Uh, the uh, discount code Premier at checkout, and your purchase is free. You just have to pay shipping and handling. Go ahead, Joy. That's right. Yep, all right, T-shirts, hats, or mugs. So rule number three, which you'll find at that shop, is that there's enough pie for everyone. And, Tim, you always talk about the fact that if you're not yet making the money to satisfy your dreams and ambitions, it means simply that you haven't found enough people to help at a high enough level. So a simple shift from a mindset of scarcity to a mindset of abundance could be required to get you to that next level. 
And Stephen Covey even says uh, in his Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, most people are deeply scripted in what he calls the scarcity mentality. They see life as having only so much uh, there, uh, though there is only one piece of, as if there's only one piece of pie out there for everyone. And if somebody else gets a bigger piece of the pie, it means there's less for everybody. So the scarcity mentality is a zero-sum paradigm of life. People with a scarcity mentality have a very difficult time sharing recognition and credit, power, or profit, even with those who help them in the production of it. They also have a very hard time being genuinely happy for the success of other people. That's the scarcity mindset. So how do we apply this in our day-to-day lives? Well, if you have a mindset of scarcity, you believe, and let's all be a little introspective here because this can be an aha moment for some of our listeners If you have a a mindset of scarcity, you believe that money, friends, success, and promotion are all scarce. You believe there simply is not enough of these things for everyone to have a chance at them. This affects your thoughts, your actions, your outlook, the perception you have of everyone else's motives. You know, Tim, you often talk about the skeptic and that people are always looking for something wrong. So if you're scarcity-minded, your thoughts resolve around not having enough I'm sorry, revolve around not having enough, not being enough. Usually you also tend to think that this isn't your fault. There's a strong sense of victimhood when you have this mindset. Okay, And we hear it in coaching, oh, it's not for me. My market doesn't act like that. I can't do that. Inventory is too low. So the scarcity mindset inhibits you from saving also. You find it challenging to save both time and money because of your way of thinking. Both of them are scarce to you. If you have either, you spend them immediately before something occurs to diminish them. Regarding real estate, it's an interesting dichotomy because when commissions seem too scarce, you tend towards the more aggressive side, which sometimes serves you well, but often bites you in the butt, okay? Agents who have a deal going on, some of you guys are that agent, others of you are dealing with that agent, you all know what I'm talking about. Unless you got your license yesterday, you're doing a deal with an agent that that's their only deal, they can act a little wackadoodle, can't they? Because they got this scarcity mindset going on, causes them to think a little bit screwy. Although there are tons of more examples in our years of coaching, I have created, we have created together 12 factors to recognize if you are scarcity minded in your real estate practice. And if you answer yes to even half of these, you've got a mindset challenge that has to be corrected before you'll get to the next level. Okay, so that's part of the Harris Rules book, has these 12 kind of test statements that you answer a simple yes or no to to determine if you're scarcity-minded. Should we go through those, Tim, or do you want to hover on those? Sure, go for it. No, this is good stuff. I mean, this is the type of stuff because virtually everybody is scarcity-minded. I'll tell you guys, the people that aren't scarcity-minded are rich people. And, you know, the scarcity-minded thing is something that's constantly reinforced in the media. And after you go through these, uh, Julie yeah. goes through her points, you're going you're gonna to start realizing that you are, the scarcity mindset is reinforced literally by everything and everybody you come across versus the abundance mindset, which you hardly ever come across anymore. And here's the thing that some of you, if you lived on this planet long enough, will realize if you were paying attention, say, 25 years ago, the scarcity mindset was still out there, but it was way counterbalanced with the abundance mindset that has gone away we have this you know we have this real strong sort of nasty undercurrent in our country right now of a scarcity mindset so as julie goes through these things what i want you to realize is it doesn't have to be this way for you for your office for your for our country but start with you so start with addressing the fact as julie said being introspective about the fact that you probably do have a good dose of scarcity mindset and that might be at the root of why you're actually not uh, frankly, accumulating any money. 
That's it. And so you have to recognize this. How do you know? Well, take the test. Answer yes or no. There's no in between. Number one, you have no savings ever. If you do save, it may last for a couple of weeks, sometimes even for a couple of minutes. Yes or no? The only answer. Number two, you believe there's only so much money to go around and often get into conflict over commissions, both with clients and with other agents. And Tim, I have to give an example of this. The agent that instead of being flexible with a homeowner who legitimately needs their help money-wise, brags about how they, quote, turned down a listing because they wouldn't come off of their 6 or 7% commission. That's actually a scarcity mindset. I could go on just giving examples here, okay? Uh, number three, you don't use buyer's agency because you're afraid of losing the commission to an agent who doesn't use buyer agency agreements. Yes or no? Number four, you lose listings over things like sticking to your guns on commissions. You'd rather be right or righteous than give a little to make a deal happen. That's making it all about you, not all about your seller prospect. And if it didn't happen in the listing side when you took it, this can also manifest itself when you're negotiating things like inspections and inspection remedies. So you lose the deal uh, in order to be right or righteous. Yes or no? Number five, you're immune to goal setting and feel that you're above it. Goal setting just isn't for you. Number six, you feel if someone else succeeds, they've taken something off of your plate. Number seven, you often get outbid on competitive offer, competitive buyer offers because you feel for the buyers, quote, not having enough to go or not having enough to go high enough to win. Then you blame the buyer, the market, the other agent or the seller for your deal not happening. If you do get something in contract, it's always because of you, of course, your expertise, your experience, and your abilities. No one else is given credit or congratulations by you if you are scarcity-minded. So there's a lot in that question, but basically you are not doing the things that it takes to help your buyers because of how you think, not because of how they think. You're not stopping to ask those questions, yes or no. Question number eight. You're always doing free training and free 30-day trials versus investing in actual education. You are virtually uncoachable. And some of you know who you are, and some of you have to be introspective about this. Number nine, you're a skeptic. Everyone is just out to make a buck versus trying to help you or support you or provide a legitimate service to you. You already know everything anyway. Yes or no? Number 10, you tend to be a grudge holder. It's also never your fault ever for any reason. And we're almost done here. Number 11, you feel the world owes you and that you are being cheated. Others perceive you as negative and even angry. And number 12, you hate doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, and you rarely do it at a high level if you do it at all. So those were pretty clear questions, I think, Tim. I don't want to come off too negative or scarcity-oriented. Go ahead. That's right. Let's go back to the how you set this up, the list. Mm-hmm. And here I want you, I want to set you I want to give you guys something to think about a brain teaser if you will. Why does uh, one person have more than another person? You can define more however you want to, but let's just keep it real base level, right? More money. So why does one person have more money than the other person? What are your natural beliefs about one person? Why one person has more money than the other? I'm going to ask you that to ask yourself right now that very serious question. And I bet you, I pretty much guarantee you that every single one of you 
are saying things like they had an advantage, they are better, better educated than me, they're smarter than me, they have better skills than me, they had a, an unfair advantage because their wife, husband, spouse, whatever, is somehow got them the business, they had an inroad because they had a referral from their whatever, they had da 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 right? In other words, your mind fills with all these reasons why it's uh, somebody has a, an, an advantage over you that you can't compete with. That is a scarcity mindset. Now, I'll give you a real good example. You can take two doctors. Let's just say you can use any example, an insurance guy, it doesn't matter, and you basically give them the same level of education, same high school, same college, same insurance training, same office, same desk, same phone. One guy basically ends up kicking ass, making lots of money, and the other guy doesn't. Why? It's because it does because it, it comes down to basically the actions that the guy took who was really successful. That's true, but it's probably because the guy who was really successful realized that there's a direct correlation between the number of people that he helps accomplish their goals and the amount of his goals that he actually gets to accomplish himself. That's it. That's the formula. It's not any more complicated than that. And you guys, I know, societally, we've all been lulled into believing that successful rich people have some kind of inherited advantages. They've cheated it. They've gamed it. They've stolen it. They have all this other bullshit. It's all the types of things that are very popular to believe in society right now. It's not true. Now, is it 100% not true? Of course it's not 100% not true. You guys can all think of an examples where it is true. But for the most part, people that are successful are successful because they've helped more people become successful, more people accomplish their goals than the other people who haven't. That goes with dentists, that goes with doctors, that goes with insurance people, that goes with surgeons, that goes with guys that sell cars, that goes with you. It all comes down to basically the number of people you've helped accomplish their goals in life and, you know, when you do that, you win. So if you're not making the money you want to make in real estate, it's because you haven't embraced the simple relationship between the idea of being of service to others, you guys see where I'm going with this, and accomplishing what you want to accomplish in life. The more people you're successful that you successfully help accomplish their goals, the more of goals and the better, richer, fuller life you're going to experience. It's really that simple. Fact. It's a fact. Yeah. And if you just embrace that, why are some people rich and why are some people not? And if you scratch out all the other social reasons, well, this guy's African-American, this guy's Mexican, so he can't compete with a white guy, and this guy's got a fancy education, and this guy grew up on this side of the tracks, and that guy grew up on that side of the tracks, forget all that. Is some of that true? Obviously. But let's just forget all of it. Just wipe that from your mind. This person's transgender and this person's not. Okay, wipe all that from your mind. Let's forget all that, because you can be wildly successful no matter where you came from, no matter who you are. You can be wildly successful as long as you dominate your thinking with the idea of abundance and being focused on being of service to other people. When you start with that thought, I do not care what you look like, how tall you are, how fat you are. I mean, all these things will obviously, you know, help or hurt your ability to be successful. But really, at the end of the day, that's the mindset to have. You guys, do your best to try to invalidate what we're telling you because you can't. This is the secret. The more people you help accomplish their goals, the more richer, fuller life you're going to have. Why don't more people say that? Why is, why is Tim and Julie the only ones that are saying that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because it's not mystical. It's not hard to understand. You, someone can't write a, you know, a, a, a big book about mindset if they basically say this is the truth. That's it. That's all you have to understand. Do you feel relieved? Do you feel motivated? Do you feel uh, abundance? You see how that works, guys? 
Do you see how that is, is, that's a pivotal change in some of your lives? If you are just willing to slightly internalize the things that Julie and I are sharing with you on this podcast, when you guys just slightly, just a little bit, allow these thoughts to saturate your brain, just a tiny bit, you're going to start feeling relieved because you're going to realize that what it takes for you to change your life and your world isn't that complicated. It's not. It's simple, and it's right there in front of you. It's not you don't need to go to some retreat, you don't need to learn to meditate, you don't need to you know, you don't need to learn all these fancy mindset things, you don't need to learn to be a Zen master, you don't need to learn how to take you know, some sort of hallucinetic I see all this crap. You guys are so inundated in believing that there's some sort of external thing that's gonna cause you to have all your success all your wants in, in life to be answered. But it's not. They're not. It's not there. It's in here. It's in your head. It's basically actions you take. And that's all we're asking you to do. Do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Never lose contact with the fact is, is the highest and truest purpose on, uh, on this planet for all of us is being of service to other people. When you dominate your mind with those thoughts, then you're naturally going to want to get better at your craft. You're naturally going to want to become a great salesperson. You're naturally going to want to have to you know, master the listening presentation. You're naturally going to want to pick up the phone and call FISBOs and expires because you're going to want to help solve their problems. That's how it happens. That's the key differentiator. When you guys listen to us do interviews of superstars, people that are selling thousands of houses per year, you can tell that they radiate those internal beliefs. They live by it. Now, they don't always say it like we say it, but they, you can tell by listening to them talk that they live it, which is obviously more important. So look, guys, we've got to round, up, round the bend off, uh, and Julie's on her premiere call. If you guys need us for anything, email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. I think we have a part five to this show that we're going to pick up on tomorrow, and it is about abundance, so make sure you tune in. If you guys have any suggestions for podcasts, any ideas, any folks you'd like to have us interview, anything like that, please always email us, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. You guys have a great day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.